I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast, Illinois Week edition. I am your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we are back to talk about the Purdue game coming up this Saturday against Illinois, the 1-3 Illinois with head coach, former Wisconsin head coach, uh, Brett Bielema, in his first season with the team, not off to a great start. They uh, they did start the season beating Nebraska, which I'm always a fan of anyone beating Nebraska because even though they may be one of the newest teams in the conference, they have quickly risen uh, on my ranking of most annoying fans, uh, especially last year during the pandemic-shortened season where they were protesting of, you know, we've got to play. And then when Big Ten football came back, they self-anointed themselves as the the ones who saved Big Ten football. It, it was just insufferable. So uh, I'm always glad to see them lose any any time that I can, especially to a team like Illinois, who is not very good. That's always fun. I'm glad your parents didn't adopt anyone because that's the exact kind of attitude that you would have <laughs> against a stepbrother. <laughs> And they would have felt never on equal footing with you. Well, listen, they shouldn't have come in after I did. Everyone knows <laughs> I, they should have stopped with me. It was perfection at that point, And then nothing else good could have come of it. So you were the uh, primordial ooze of your parents. Exactly. This was all just well, I am the youngest. Decay. So after me, after me, they were like, well, we've done it. We've done it. We have to stop now. So you were the post mortem. Yeah, sure. Sure. 
I'd rather not talk about oozes for my parents if that's all the same. So, after... isn't it funny that Bielema looks like like a Rob Riggle that never stops at the buffet? Yeah, yeah, that is true. He does look a bit like Rob Riggle, a very overweight Rob Riggle. Yeah, yeah that's that's a good comparison. I've never heard of that one before, but it definitely is apt. I'm just sure. looking at a whole bunch of pictures of him, and it's upsetting me. But I'm just picturing he's like yeah, Rob Riggle without a sense of humor. Like Rob Riggle that you don't want over at your barbecue? Uh, the the picture of Bielema that always sticks out to me is the one where he's shirtless and like oh. he's got his pot belly hanging out and he's like Well, I, I have I have my nudie filters on. Don't see that kind right. of stuff like Yeah, yeah. He was at some sort of party and he's like holding a drink. Like he's holding like a pink drink in like a plastic clear class plastic cup. I've I've never really understood the story behind it. But I've never really looked too deep into it because my imagination is so much better than I'm sure what the actual story is. So I've tried not to ruin that. You should go coach Iowa State. Why? There's a story that I definitely don't remember enough about an Iowa State <laughs> basketball coach. We it would, definitely it's the it. reason for their SB Nation name. And it's something like after games, he would go to his like in his RV and drive to house party Aren't and party with like college like... girls and guys. Like he's not good. Oh, all right. Well, but yeah, let's... then he got pictured at party. Oh yeah. You'll have that. That'll happen. So moving on to uh, back to the topic at hand after beating Nebraska 30 to 22 in uh week, what people are calling week zero, which is weird. Not here for it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't care for it. Um, in their second game, they lost to university of Texas, San Antonio, uh, 37 to 30. They Say got what? Yep. University of Texas, San Antonio, you know, that powerhouse. Uh, I knew di- that's where San Antonio was. I didn't know there was a university. Oh, so you're not going to know my next question then. Uh, do you know the mascot of the University of Texas, San Antonio football team? Is it a cowboy boot? It is not. Close. It, no, no. Is it an they armadillo? Are, I mean, I guess you're closer because it is an animal. I'll give you one more. That's a big spectrum. Well, yeah, but you said cowboy boot first, so you are getting closer. I I mean, Armadillo, I blew my wad there. That was... was... Okay, Uh, they're the Roadrunners. Oh. Like... Like meep meep. Why do all the why do all the schools that we've never heard of have the best? You think the Roadrunners is one of the best names? It's a pretty cool uh, mascot. I would say it's unique. Uh, it would be really cool if they had an actual Roadrunner. What? You know, if they had like do you, like. Do you hold every school to that standard? Do we have a <laughs> maker of boilers? No, but I mean Purdue Pete really is a boiler maker. Well, Purdue Pete has probably never returned to Blockbuster. <laughs> well, um, so you're saying he took out a, he took out a bunch from the Lafayette Blockbuster and mm-hmm. then just waited for them to close. Yeah, he's like, I'll show them. Yes, that's and, good. And they were probably embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Like I Eyes mean, Wide that, Shut. <laughs> that's of all the movies you could have chosen, <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut. All right, because his eyes okay. don't shut. It it is true. His eyes are always wide open, so it's almost an ironic movie choice right. if you really go deep down. Yeah. So after they lost to the Roadrunners, uh, they <laughs> lost to Virginia. They granted mm-hmm. that one was on the road, 42 to 14. Then they returned home against Maryland and lost 20 to 17. And they were up 17 to 10 in that game and then allowed 10 straight, uh, I believe, all in the fourth quarter to Maryland. So uh, they have had a rough go of it after starting 1-0. They now sit at 1-3, and 1-1 uh, in Big Ten play. So we... Uh, obviously have the game against them. It is at home. It's at Ross Aid. Game is at 3.30. And uh, Casey, what can we expect out of Illinois? What are your first impressions? Well, I came into this uh, podcast with a couple of fun facts. I know them. Oh, I love fun facts. All right. 
So guess what Purdue ranked in recruiting last year for the 2021? In the Big Ten or, or in, in the, the Big entire Ten country? Uh, in the Big Ten, I'm going to say we ranked 13th. Wrong. Dead last. 14th. Oh, man. Guess who was 13th? Illinois. Indeed. But guess what? Illinois alone, they're the only team in the Big Ten without, guess what? A four-star. Indeed, you are correct, sir. Oh, yeah. Good guess. Purdue got one. I'm assuming it's Yanni. I I couldn't even guess. I'm 95% sure of any crow. But, yeah, so these two teams, lowest ranked when it comes to talent come in. Lovey Smith coached Illinois before Brett Bielema came back. We're not getting into that argument again. So I'm just going to assume there is also not a high pile of talent waiting for Brett B to go over. I mean, that sounds right. So in theory, talent and athletic wise, these two teams are pretty evenly matched and not a good. Yeah. Yeah. You'd call them the bottom rung of the Big Ten. Of course, the difference is Illinois is one and three. Purdue is two and one, even though you could argue Illinois has the best out of both teams. I'm not sure we know much about Nebraska yet to kind of determine whether that is going to be a good win or not. You know I think what? you're correct. Do not I, give Nebraska. Any- I, I think you're mostly basing basing that off just the fact that it is a a name program. Granted, they have not been you know Nebraska in quotes for quite a while now. Um, you know I'm they've no not person. really been. Yeah, they've they've not been the the scary run it down your throat quadruple triple whatever they used to run the option. I guess I don't even know. This is way before I was even alive. Um, so you're not that young. You remember yeah, but, Eric Kraus? I like barely. You're I mean, older than I am. Uh, okay, doesn't mean I was watching Nebraska football. You don't remember Eric Crouch on uh, the NCAA game? No. What year was that? Ninety. Oh no, not at all. No. Right. I think in '98 I was more focused on playing Goldeneye. Or Mario Kart on N64. I mean, that's so, fair. Yeah, much better games. Much better games. Because, so, you know, at 12, you definitely didn't have the time for multiple games. Oh, not when you played Goldeneye <laughs> as much as I did, son. I was really bad at all shooting games. Remain really bad at all shooting games now. It really it really came to a head, though. Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. Like, oh, I was Perfect just, Dark. That was a great game. I, 70% of why I'm funny, I'm pretty sure, is because I knew I wasn't good at the game, so I had to at least be <laughs> entertaining while playing the game. Yeah, or I wouldn't like be the running over. commentary. Running right. commentary over it, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. so no, uh, not a, not a big uh, not a big set of memories for me for Eric Crouch uh, or NCAA '98 or whatever year it was. So um, I mean, I don't think we know enough about Nebraska, but what we do know is that Illinois is not very good. Um, so I took a look at the overall rankings of of offenses in the country right now, and this is straight off of NCAA.com. Um, and we, we talked about this earlier. Otherwise, I would have quizzed Casey on what number he thought Illinois was. But Illinois You ranked... can quiz me again, and I won't end up as close. I would naturally the first <laughs> Yeah, guess. you probably won't remember. Um, where do you think Illinois is ranked uh, based on offensive output? 73. 90. See? <laughs> I, I, we literally talked about this. It's amazing. Amazing. Um, now, I should, I should preface this by saying they're basing this on yards per game. Um, is how it's sorted. It sounds so, uh So at, at 90th, they're averaging 360 yards per game. Um, let's see. They averaged... It's more than double of you. 5, 5.01 yards per play. Um, they have 10 offensive touchdowns. By so, my calculation, if you got five yards every play, you're scoring a touch every drive. It would be very... It would be good for you if you could get five yards a play, yes. 
I'm just but I don't, math. I don't think that's how it works out. Oh. Um, so, I mean, in in four games, they've only scored 10 offensive touchdowns. That is not, not great for them. So knowing that Illinois sits at 90th, where do you think Purdue ranks based on that same metric? Did you tell me this as well? Because I'm thinking it's like I did 40. tell you this as well. It was 42. All right. So you were, you were pretty close. Uh, so Purdue averages 437 yards a game. We've got 11 offensive touchdowns in only three games compared with 10 and four for Illinois. So we average 5.6, five yards per carry or per, per play versus their 5.01 or whatever it was. So you can see, I mean, our offense has been more productive than theirs. Um, you can chalk some of that up to, you know, we did play UConn, who is, is very terrible, but Illinois is not exactly, uh, been lighting it up. They've allowed, I believe, 12 sacks on the year. Their offensive line is very bad. So that is a, that is more good news for Purdue. We seem to be facing teams with, with bad offensive lines week after week. So much like their coach, you're saying they're the husk of... Yes. Again, if we could get... If we could get a helmet with just a husky gentleman as the mascot, it would I think be, that, it would I think be Brett Bielema. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm telling you, the shirtless photo of Brett Bielema holding a drink is what I want on the Illinois helmets. And I, you know, I would become, I think, an Illinois fan if they went with that. Yeah, it would just, it would just be absolutely beautiful. You would just call him the Fighting Align guy. Okay. Okay, I I off, love it. Off the top of my head, just well. See again, that's you were bad at shooting games, so you had to learn to be funny. <laughs> uh, so in the series, in the last twenty-one games, uh, Purdue is fifteen and six uh, against Illinois, and uh, we've actually won five in a row in Illinois at in Champaign. So we're on quite a streak there. But this one is at home. Um, <laughs> Purdue lost the last one at home. Um, So I believe that's right. I'm pretty sure that's right. I believe you. It just makes me sad. Yeah. So um, we are, as you may remember, this is a trophy game. Purdue is playing for the Cannon Cannon. Trophy. Yeah. Which is a lot smaller than you think if you've never seen it. Isn't it always? Uh, Oh, my God. Moving on. (laughs) Uh, So Purdue is currently in possession of the Cannon because, uh, you know, we did uh, win the last game. So the cannon will be on the line, and if Purdue hopes to get to a bowl game, this is a game that they really they really need to have um, because the schedule does get tougher um, as the year goes on. You know, we've got a lot of good Big Ten, ten Big Ten teams coming up, and so we've got to take advantage of when we play teams that uh, don't exactly set the world on fire. And Illinois is one of those teams. Yeah, this better be a sticky syrup game, or I'm not going to waffle. I don't know what that means. Well, I use syrup and sticky as an alliteration reference towards Waffle House, which I will right. go to if they're 50. Right, but I don't know what a sticky syrup game means. Instead what of that? like a lock game. Uh... Oh, see, I feel like that's something you should have said before. Ah, okay. This is, this is better radio. Yeah, you know, it's always good when the, the listeners and your co-hosts don't know what you're talking about. It's fine as long as you have the same questions that the listeners are, which I'm pretty sure that's you're fair. batting 100 right now. Yeah, that's fair. You know, it's always good when you're listening to like a radio show or a podcast and they make in jokes right. and they just let them go. And you're like, Too far I don't know what, yeah, I don't know yeah. what that was a reference for. You're like, have I missed 300 episodes of this podcast that I'm expected to catch up? I don't know. Um, so give you an idea. Uh, last year, Illinois, two and six. Uh, so even worse than uh, than we were last year. But they they played more games because, we, of course, we had a couple uh, that did not go forward because of covid. Um, it's interesting, actually, the overall series with Illinois is actually tied, uh, 45 and 45 apiece. There have been six ties, but 
So if Purdue were to win uh, this Saturday, they'd take the overall lead in the series against Illinois, which, you know, you you got to have that. So Football had to be awesome when they tied six times. <laughs> it would, like, I can't imagine these days going to a college football game and walking you, out with a tie. You like, can't. Well, I mean, I'm sure in no. theory, like, if it goes, like, 20 overtime. No, there's no, like, no, uh, no. You, It's not like you can get together with the refs and coaches and be like, we're done, right? No, literally, it's not in the rules. You can't tie. It's, it's just wild. Um, it's I do, it just uh, reminds me of Ted Lasso when he's talking about, we're going to go out there, win or lose, journalist, or tie. Oh, that's right. Y'all have ties. We're not playing for a tie. <laughs> And then I, anytime I think of a tie in college football, I always think of that, uh, I think it's Virginia Tech Wake Forest, where it's 0-0 going into overtime, and the coach is like, arms up in the air, like celebratory, because he, he got it to a 0-0 tie. It was it, just perfect. I mean, 0-0 is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Could but it's equally as unimpressive that you yeah. couldn't score a single point. Yeah. Neither team. Um, so yeah, I was right earlier. The last Purdue win uh, was in 2020. We won 31 to 24 at Illinois, and then Illinois beat us in 2019, 24-6. So uh, we have gone back and forth these last two seasons, but Purdue is in possession of the camp. Is that a Brom coach? In 2019, yes. Huh, that's it. I got nothing else. Okay. All right. I I love that we scored against Illinois. Yeah. Who coached then? Lovey uh, Smith? Hmm. Yeah, Illinois, that would have been Lovey's year. Juggernaut. He was a juggernaut. I think that was the year he had the Santa beard, Mm -hmm. uh, and I believe they went to a bowl game that year. Oh, cool. Went to a bowl game. Yeah. That's impressive. Hey, there are only like 64 bowl games, so correct. <laughs> you gotta you gotta pay attention when you see somebody get to a bowl. It's true. Um, so the defense uh, of Illinois, one of the worst in the country, Love and in that. fact is the worst in the Big Ten. Love that. They are giving up 30.3 points per game and like 481 that. yards per game. You know why I like that? Why? Because Plummer's really accurate and hasn't thrown an interception this year, that which is, is why he got pulled last game. Yeah, it's you know you always want to pull the guy who doesn't <laughs> throw interceptions and has a good arm. Uh, Definitely, he's, he just take him out. I'm you don't want to get it. his confidence too high because you just never know what could happen at that point. So like I don't know, 72 percent complete, seventy of the time complete the pass. Get out of here. Yeah, Go it's away. too good. It's too good. You know. It's like when you want to play the video game on the hard setting. You're Mm -hmm. like, I could do this on easy or medium, but I want to do it on hard mode so that I can brag about it later. So that's, I think, why Brom took out Plummer. Yeah, I mean, so going into into this game, Plummer's thrown 97 passes, zero interceptions. Uh, People not named Jack Plummer have thrown 35 passes, three interceptions. So anytime you can get more of the other people, do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just some perspective on how bad that defense for Illinois is. They are giving up only 10 fewer yards than UConn. So UConn gives up 491 per game. Illinois is giving up 481. A dark Vader breath brought to you by, you don't want to be compared to UConn. No, no. And I mean, Purdue scored 49 uh, on UConn and didn't play anyone in the second half. Mm. So if that, you know, does translate to the way Illinois' defense is going to play. Uh, Purdue should be able to put up some some points with or without David Bell because as of this recording on Wednesday night, we have not heard definitively if he is going to play. We do know he is in concussion protocol, but we have not seen an update on if he will be on the field or not. But I think even if he is not, I think Purdue has enough weapons at the receiving core uh, to be able to torch a a Illinois secondary that is quite frankly not very good. 
we will also be without Mershon Rice as well, right. if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Uh, overall, number-wise, you know, Rice is only fourth on the team and receptions has just six of them, but he has really come on with some big games in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, you got to like the talent. He's a big receiver, goes up and gets it, good hands. Uh, you don't love it, especially when we've seen what David Bell can do against inferior secondaries. He is an offense to himself, so you like to have that out there, but you are entirely got experience. Anthropus still out there uh pain durham's been really good in theory we have talents like milton wright and tj sheffield and you know people that uh came in with four third star rating even if they haven't quite produced yet yeah um i I think if obviously we'd always want to have david bell out there but if he's going to be missing a game i'm glad it's the illinois game um you know, because like I said, I think Purdue can handle themselves uh, without him. I would hope, you know, from from my perspective, I would hope those guys you mentioned, like Milton Wright, Sheffield, will step up. And I'm hoping that my favorite incoming uh, wide receiver, who you know I've talked about a couple times on the podcast, who's been a great blocker for Purdue, Brock Thompson, can get some more action out there. Um, he only has five receptions on the year for 65 yards, um, but I'm I'm very excited to see what he can do because, as you said, we do have at least two guys who are out, um, assuming David Bell is out. So hopefully we can slot in some of the younger guys and see what they're capable of and, and make sure we have some folks who can get out there and catch the ball when David Bell is not available. Yeah. I mean, we're not really good enough to not have our one true elite star on offense, but against Illinois, we just might be. Yeah, yeah. And in addition to the, the Illinois offensive line being bad, they are actually missing their starting center as well. So, um, you know, he, the center is always the anchor of the line, the guy you, you hope can really uh, keep things under control there. And, I mean, most importantly, be, have a good uh, – uh, rapport exchange. with the yeah exchange with the uh, quarterback so maybe there'll be some exchange issues there but uh with a poor offensive line that should give Karloftis and uh Mitchell some room to work on the defensive line and hopefully that'll allow things um that'll allow maybe the secondary and the linebackers to kind of take some chances and maybe make some big plays. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things we don't really want to rely on, but I guess we will. Uh, we did have some exciting news break. Did we? We did. Mitchell Finneran is going to come back for next season. Oh yes. Yes. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, that's our field goal kicker who is currently 11 for 11 extra points. Five for five from the field has made a 48 yarder this year. He's been really good. His leg looks alive. Yeah. I will be happy to bring him back next year and not have to guess who's kicking for us. Now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in college, you just you never know what you're really going to get with a kicker. Um, And it can mean so much because extra points for a lot of teams aren't gimme, you know, so anytime you can guarantee those points. And if you know you can get in enemy territory, you're at least in somewhat of a field goal range instead of having to to be in that no man's land where it's like fourth and four from the 31. And you're like, well, if I punt here, it's absolutely stupid. But can I kick a field Especially goal and make it? Yeah, um, unless you can guarantee you're going to get the uh, punt downed in like the one or the two yard line, it makes absolutely no sense to try to punt from that point. So um, if you're stuck in a fourth and middling at that point and you have a good kicker, you're going to be okay. Um, and Purdue, it looks like with him coming back, could be good for the next uh, season and a half. So that is good news. Yeah, we've been on a strange little parallel where, for the most part, we've had a pretty good kicker who's just good enough to be one of the better college legs, but not NFL-ready uh, yeah. kicker. I thought Carson Wiggs would be. I did, too. I thought Wiggs would get a Big shot leg. in the NFL, but he, he never did, and I, that always surprised me. 
So he definitely had some call outs. He got called up by some places to try out, but never made it onto the field. I was there for the end of the half where he made the uh, 61 yarder. I think so. Yeah. Uh, big leg. It's always fun. Like you don't want to depend on it, but it is fun when you have a guy who has a big leg. Cause then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, something good can happen that you don't expect. Yeah. I mean, especially like that situation, the end of the half, you're like, well, you know, just to hell with it. Let's just kick one and see what happens. And for um, a while it, there in the Hazel area, our punter was the best player on our team for like yeah, three years. Yeah. <laughs> which you never want to be able to say that as a football team. No, but you also don't want your worst player to be a punter, which might be the thing right now. Oh, no, I, definitely not our worst player. He's we, pretty bad. He had a really good punt. Uh, All three I of think them. It was the we, first didn't, we, didn't we use three of them? Three punters? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know. That that's that special teams unit has has been a struggle. Um so I mean that's really all we all we know about Illinois at this point. We are gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and give our predictions for what we expect on Saturday. Total Garden. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Please leave that in. <laughs> and we are back. So we're at the part of the podcast where Casey and I have to uh, put our necks out there and uh, actually make a prediction. So we did both pick uh, Notre Dame over Purdue last week. So adding that into our totals, we're both sitting at 3-0 and on the season. Do we want to talk about the scores last Okay. Okay, let's see. I, I can't really remember what I picked. Well, I wrote it down. Okay. Lucky. All right, let's hear it. Andrew Ledman, 35 to 31. Okay, so I had us losing by four. Uh, mm-hmm. We obviously lost by more than four. Final score was 27 to 13. Yeah. I had 38 to 20. Okay, so you were a lot closer. A lot closer. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, my score of 31 is, you know, is just a dyslexic version of what it actually was. In all fairness, you said UConn was going to score 14 points. I did. I did. Hey. Hey, the outcome was correct. How I got there wasn't necessarily right. It's like when when you do a math test and you get the right answer, but all the work is wrong, and you're like, hell, I don't know how I got there, but it was the right answer, so cheers to me. That's how you've won so many lottery tickets. Exactly. Yep. Okay, so, Casey, what do you think for the uh, Illinois game? So I've got it. 
under great scientific notification study, ran the numbers, and I got Purdue at 38 and Notre Dame at set Notre Dame. Wow, Notre Dame. Illinois coming... at 70. I thought this was like a like a WWE like fake out. Oh right. my god, that's Notre Dame's music. <laughs> They're gonna come running down the tunnel. Okay, so what was it again? 38-17 Purdue. Okay. All right. Um, do you have anything specific you want to say about uh, that prediction, or are you just gonna leave it as that? I mean, as long as Brown stays out of the way and doesn't pull the quarterback, I think Plummer's going to, you know, complete a lot of passes. We'll move the ball a lot easier. I think we're going to find a lot of open space. It would really help if David Bell were out there. But if not, expect a pretty big Payne Durham game and then to lean on the running back. Uh, hopefully they have a little more efficiency. Look for King Doru to really have some success out of the backfield catching the ball. And I think Purdue's defense which has been pretty solid. And we get to play another quarterback, it looks like. Uh, we didn't really talk about it, but... Uh, they pretty much pulled their starter at the beginning of the season, uh, Artur Sitkowski, for Brandon Peters, which is a familiar name out of Avon, Indiana. Looks like a legit quarterback, 6'5", 230, but coming into the game with a 43.3 completion percentage, which pretty much all we face this year are quarterbacks that can't throw, so yeah. we should be used to it. It's a good way to rack up some wins. So. You you have to like that. So I just think our defense will be pretty good and we'll hold them and our offense is going to find holes in what is a pretty bad. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, So yeah, Brandon Peters last week was 10 of 26, 185 yards and an interception. So if that is your starting quarterback, you've, you've got some problems. So yeah, we didn't really talk about Notre Dame after the Notre Dame game and the way that we feel about Purdue going forward. We talked about Brom. I complained about Brom a lot. It was encouraging that we didn't get ran off the field. So against, you know, we've got a couple games this year against teams that are not good in the Big Ten. And I feel more confident after the Notre Dame game that our defense is good enough to really give bad offenses a problem and our offense is going to move the ball. I don't think this will be a big issue. Run it. Look at you. Glimmer of optimism coming through. I feel like the internet, you know, doesn't get me. I'm so proud. I'm like a, I'm like a new dad. You know, a thing I birthed into the world, your optimism. You get it. You get it. Make sure to clean up. Uh, no, that's not my job. So, as we said, Illinois' offense is very bad, giving up a league-worst 30.3 points per game, 481 yards per game. So, given that uh, they are very bad on defense, but Purdue may be without David Bell, I'm going to kind of tamp down my expectations a little bit for what I think Purdue can put up. But that being said, I'm still going to have them winning the game. I'm going to say Purdue 31 and Illinois 17. Copying my answer, huh? Yeah. Is that your exact score you said? No, I said 38 because I believe okay, he's I team like, more. That is true. That's what I, that's what everyone says in the comments. So like that Casey <laughs> is too full of optimism. You're like you got to knock him down a peg. So yeah, I think if David Bell uh, was guaranteed to play, I would probably put us up around 38 or 45 um, in the game. But without him and without uh, Rice on the field, I think the offense will be just a step different than with those two guys out there. So I'm taking away a few points based on the assumption that. Neither one of them will play. That's fair. Um, I think if there's any caution at all about David Bell, you have to sit him. Oh, yeah, you don't play him if there's so even a So I would lean towards him not playing as well, even though it sounds like he's, from what we've heard, some firsthand, uh, you know, seeing him about, yes, he seems about okay. At least he doesn't seem to be suffering, which is good. Yeah. So. Yeah, because, I mean, there are times when somebody gets a concussion where they're basically like, 
they can't do anything for right. a few days. It just lingers for yeah. weeks. At a... Whereas we were told by uh, someone who was on campus that David Bell was out and around uh, doing recreational activities. Um, so he's out there living his life. He's not like shut into a dark room, uh, afraid of going out into the light for fear of getting a headache. Yeah. So that's really encouraging. You know, sometimes those things are, they do appear worse. I, it, it's a weird science. We don't really know what causes the worst of it, all of that. So hopefully he's on the minor end. Not really even about this game. Just hopefully he recovers and he's good after. I don't think we'll need him, but I'm never going to say no to him playing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So there you have it, folks. Uh, Casey and I both have wins uh, against Illinois. So we have not yet diverged on any of our picks. So no matter what happens, uh, we are still going to be tied up uh and our choices against one another, we will either be four and zero or three and one. So hopefully, that, this that's, season... that's not how our schedule. Oh, our no, no, record. you and I, gotcha. you and I, yeah. So hopefully, as the season <laughs> continues, we can you know maybe uh, go against one another every now and then. But for now, we're we're kind of in sync um, and have matched up our predictions once again. But that is going to do it for this week. Uh, we will hopefully. Uh, be talking about a Purdue victory over Illinois when we record next, probably Sunday night. So look for the next episode on Monday. And uh, for everybody out there who's going to the game, have fun. Make sure to tailgate. Have some drinks. Have some food. Have a great game. It should be nice weather. Um, you know, Indiana in late September should be nice and breezy. Uh, looks like it's going to be a great day for some football. So go out, enjoy yourselves, and boiler up, everybody. Boiler up. Thank you.